And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. Three ah! are United States Astro Robots. They come a creature of death. Oh. And they. We have come here to this planet for. One purpose only, to acquire breeding stuff to repopulate our planet. Welcome to Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the Beating the Podcast from Class the Cult and all the cheese in between. The movies are beef, the entertainment is grade A. And I am your host, Mr. Jason Giaconetti. And I'm joined to end the year with my dad, Mr. Al Giaconetti. Hey, Jay. Good to be with you again. Today, we, it, I got, if, you, if you go get your dictionaries, folks, and, and look up the word satire or crazy, this movie is what you're going to find there. Right. Something, it's a sequel to, to something we did a year ago, Iron Sky, The Coming Race. Yeah, so we're going to cover Iron Sky, the, basically known as Iron Sky 2. Now it's called Iron Sky, The Coming Race. It's a sequel, sequel to what we opened the year with, and we'll get to it right after this. The world as we know it ended in 2018. The war between the Earth and the Moon Nazis had led to all-out nuclear destruction. The last survivors of the human race made their refuge on the dark side of the Moon. The exiled remnants of humankind made their new home in the former Nazi base. The Moonfuhrer? Oh, I hope it's not what I think. You gotta be kidding me. We both know the truth. The moon is not going to be here for long. We are gonna head to the center of the earth, which is apparently hollow, and hopefully find the one thing that can save my mom and basically the whole of mankind. Okay, cool. Can I go? Running at full capacity. Coffee machine is online. Wow, the Holy Grail, huh? Uh -oh. 
I don't know. Iron Sky, The Coming Race, was released, uh, well, in Finland, it was released June, uh, January 16th, 2019, with a 92-minute running time. Now, this is a Finnish movie. Um, it was actually shot in Finland, Germany, and uh, Belgium, uh, and actually features, obviously, English and, and German, because it's about, you know, the Nazis on the dark side of the moon, um, and was the, uh, you know, from Iron Sky Universe and uh, one 28DB film finance. Um, your director, back again, and he is... Uh, uh, Timo uh, Versello, and he is the one of the major contributors um, to obviously to Iron's Iron Sky Universe um, itself. Now, you have a purported budget of somewhere uh, supposedly about 17 million euro. There's also reports that it's between 10 and 25 million dollars. Yeah. And 17 million euro is between 10 and 25. Oh, but there's no the euros. Euros at the, uh, at, are usually about a dollar and a quarter. To, I mean, one right, one right. Yeah. But I'm saying, but there's purports that it's was 10 million US, 20 million, 25 million yeah. US, 17 million euro. So those numbers are in that range. Yeah. See, 17 year, 17 million euros would probably be about 21, 22 million dollars. Right. So it's somewhere in that range, yeah. right? So excluding Finland, because the numbers out of Finland were a little hard to nail down. This movie made four hundred thousand dollars. So that's atrocious in return. And to be honest, folks, we're going to get into all this. There is no way. That I have any idea how it only made that much money, and the only thing I can think of is it never was produced or released anywhere. It was it was only released in there. So at 17 million euros, Coming Race is the most expensive Finnish live action film ever made up to this of that point. Right. Okay, um, obviously the um, when you're dealing with uh, you know uh, the the trailer came out way beforehand and it featured Adolf Hitler riding a uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex, and I actually showed this trailer to my visual basic class, and they were like, what is this? I go, it's the sequel to Iron Sky. And then a lot of them went and watched Iron Sky, and they said, this is nuts. And I said, well, this one should be nutser than that, uh, more nutty than that. Um, and what happened was uh, the production actually suffered a couple different delays and two major copyright disputes. Um, and the Finnish court uh, denied that the copyright ever existed and they were on some of the 3D, the, the – because one of the Japanese ships in it is the Yamato. And then, so, I mean, there's a lot of references. Like, this movie is chock full of references, just like the first one. Yeah. But there was a lot of argument over, like, well, who owns that right? Is it, you know, this company? Is it Toho? So, when you're literally making a movie and you just get shut down for weeks and weeks at a time, it takes a long time to finish doing it. Um, the second half of the case this was a counterclaim. Uh, the companies that were suing 3D Sky uh, or uh, Iron Sky 3D. Artists were continuing working, but then they was told they had to stop. Um, it performed very poorly at the box office. A lot of the reviews were negative about it. And it kind of, to me, seems ludicrous when you think about what you're seeing on the screen, that people were bashing the CG and saying it looked bad. And I'm like, like, I, see, this is the problem, is they need to watch a bad movie. Santa Jaws comes to mind. They need to watch a bad movie. And then say, "Wow, look how bad that is!" And then watch this movie and say, "Wow, that's really good." Well, uh, so my, my take was as I'm watching this movie, I'm saying, "This, these, the, the, the space effects, especially, mm -hmm. look like Star Wars." Yeah, I yeah. mean, so it, it's not like it's not like you're watching a '50s uh, spaceship with the with, the, wire with, with and, and the smoke coming out yeah, of the yeah. back. These, the special effects in this movie are fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the the the, the production values here. From every aspect, 
whether you like the premise or not is, is up to you. But if you're watching this movie as a technician, you said the, the money they spent, they yeah. knew what they were doing. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, we always say, well, the money, like you're watching the, the last of the last one of the, the Jurassic world, you know, they spent $300 million. It's all on the screen. Well, obviously whatever money they spent, they spent it wisely. Mm-hmm. And, and so and, and, yeah, I, 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 think, agree I, I think some of the knocks here on it are because um, being at the most exp- expensive finished movie ever made, they wanted it to be something that's blowing them away. But when you watch something that's being produced for $300 million US, yeah. that's not $17 million euro. Like that's not even no. in the same ballpark. So when you look at a US movie that's produced for, and let's go higher, let's say 30 million US, yeah. like you're not getting this level of special effect. No, $30 million is, is, a, is a TV is, show. Is, well, no, is a, is a Meryl Streep talkie. No, no, but I'm saying but for effects, you're getting a TV oh, no, show length. Right, you're getting I, 46 minutes of you know of this movie to make this money for even even if it was, I mean, let's say it's 20 million dollars. If it was released in the United States, it would have made the 20 million mm-hmm. because the word of mouth would have said this movie is crazy. But it's never it's not even on TV. Okay, but remember, Iron Sky, the first one, made all its money. It never went to the theaters. It made yeah, that's it, I mean. it wound up making like the you know the the 18 million dollars it made, uh, you know, US kind of thing by being sales and uh, you know things that way the problem is is that iron sky itself and and the original iron sky and the director's cut which are dvds and blu-rays and stuff like that that's how it made its money yeah and this movie you remember it had trying to get a dvd of this remember how hard it was to even get a dvd i can't get a blu-ray of it yeah and, in, and I, uh, in america i guess that had to be the producer's fault for not for not pushing this, I can't imagine that he didn't try. Yeah. But, but he didn't try hard enough because if this movie had been even released to yeah. the, I mean, there are there are movies thousands of times worse than this, you know, that will get released in the United States, yep. and they actually have one week of run, yep. and and at, at ten dollars a pop, you'll get everybody. A lot, a lot of people will go see it. Then maybe word of mouth says don't go see it. It's not worth it. But you've made your money. If this movie had had been released, and I let's let's use the one locally. If this had been released and played in Carmel, and with all the kids that go see it, well, the word of mouth would have kept it there for two or three more weeks yeah, because yeah. it would have been. They were saying you got to watch this movie. Yeah, because it's nuts. So uh, your main star is Laura Rossi, um, and she she's uh, Obi Washington. We'll talk more about that in a minute. It's Obajaya is her name. Uh, um, we'll talk about that. They keep calling her Obi. Obi. Uh, Vladimir uh, Barlock. Uh, is Sasha, um, you know, that's not the, the main people here. Stephanie Paul is back as the president of the United States. Obviously she is, uh, sh- uh she's the parody of Sarah, Sarah Palin, Palin from the first one. Um, Tom Green, for those of you who are Tom Green fans, I don't like Tom Green. I'm going to say that right now. I don't like him. I never found him funny. I didn't find his show funny. I don't find his movies funny, but that's because that's what it is. That's fine. But if you like Tom Green, he's here. Um, he's Donald. We'll explain that in a second. And of course, Udo Kerr, okay. Who is literally amazing in this movie is back. He's great in the first one too. Uh, but Udo Kerr is back, and you're thinking, "How is he back?" Oh, wait, we'll tell you. Yeah. But um, there's really not anyone in this. And to be honest with you, Udo Kerr is probably the biggest name in the entire movie by way of people in America knowing. Um, uh, Laura Rossi and stuff. They're they're more stars other places. They're not they're not American stars. Uh, you know, people here. Um, Laura Rossi is a British actor, and she's uh, you know been in uh, 
a series called Crossing the Line, and then she, and the, but whatever, she's again known for her stuff over in Britain. Um, it's different people. These are not so. The problem is when you have a movie that's made outside of America and you don't have a bankable American star in it, it sometimes becomes hard to push that movie. So your movie has to have a crazy concept or something else going for a gimmick. And this movie has a gimmick, which is why Dad and I are saying we don't understand how it wasn't pushed. If you had said to me, hey, The Rock's in this movie, like The Rock oh. doesn't make sense in this movie, but if you put The Rock in this movie, then you have like the, what was that, Journey to the Center of the Earth and like right. those other ones that are just as crazy in concept, but now those movies are backed by Disney and The Rock's in it and like, and now you're talking about movies that cost $100,000 to make, you know, to $200,000 to make because you got to pay salaries and all this other crazy stuff. Those movies need to make. 500 to 800 million dollars to be profitable yeah you had said 100,000 yeah. to 200,000 when you were saying i thought you were so when, when, it a million 100 million yeah it's 100, 100, 100 million, 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 yeah, million yeah 100 to 200 million dollars you know million dollars to make those things cost those to make you know it, if the rock had played uh in the when, when the, the the astronaut in the first oh movie, james james washington yeah then you would have had a okay. blockbuster. Okay, but the thing is that we, because the movie's so insane, uh, Iron Sky's nuts. But the thing is, I think you don't. To me, Iron Sky, and we've talked about this. Iron Sky needs to be watched all the way through for the regular version, then watch the director's cut to see all the stuff in it. But I think it works better by not having major stars. Udo Kerr oh, is no, beautiful, no, no. and what he does, no, I, I, I like it better without major stars in it because right. you don't get distracted. Movies need to not have to rely on. Vin Diesel and and The Rock and Kevin Hart to carry your movie through. That's fine. And don't get me wrong. I love the Jumanji movies, the the sequels, not you know, not talking about the original, because The Rock and Kevin Hart are in there, or Dwayne Johnson, right? And the idea is those movies are really funny because they're really funny, but those movies are gonna be good no matter what, but they're really funny because they're in it as well. This movie does not need this. This no. movie is in, in just like original, in spite of not having a person you know. And let's be honest, most people don't know who Udo Kerr is. We know Udo Kerr well, you because know, we, we watch these you, movies. You know, I think we, we mentioned this back back when. Yeah. Udo Kerr, you would think that he would be, because he he, he's, he he always plays a German or a Nazi, at least in, in these movies, you would think that he would have been a standard uh, German uh, you know, general or, or yeah. whatever in, in a lot of American no. movies. And he's not. No. And yet, when you see him, your concept is, I remember him from... Uh, Battle of the Bulge, or I remember right, him right, from. Right. But and, the, the problem is this: Patton. he's he's known for picking and choosing the roles he wants to yeah. play, and you know, yeah, I applaud somebody who's willing to do that. Who's not just you know uh, going to be like, I'll take every single movie that comes my way. He picks and chooses his things. Now, those of us who like our horror movies and stuff, we remember that he is in, of course, the the fake trailer. For Werewolf were Girls of the SS by right. Rob Zombie. Um, and basically, Rob Zombie shot that entire movie and then cut it into a trailer, which is, you know, okay, Rob, good job, you know, kind of thing. But that's part of the grindhouse stuff. He's in those kind of things. That's where he is. Anyway, let's get to this movie because it's going to take stuff. Now, we're in the incredible year of 2047. So it's 29 years after the nuclear war, immediately following the battle between the Earth and the Moon Nazis. And that's how the original movie ended. Remember what he said? Like, well, the movie ends with the Earth getting the things exploding, and then it just goes away. And you're like, wait, what? This is where it picks up. 29 years later, you've now had the, the nuclear war that occurred between Earth and the moon Nazis, right? So now the entire Earth is unlivable, right? So the last survivors are all now rallied 
uh, together on uh, Neomenia, so it's, so it's the former Nazi moon base. So now you have all the humans who are left on Earth who got on the ships, got to the Nazi moon base, are now living in the, in the dark side of the moon, which is, it's just like, okay, this is just weird. And it is a weird kind of idea because now when, when they first revealed the, 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 the compound on the dark side of the moon, right. you're like, oh my God, it's a giant swastika, right? But now everyone's living there and it looks in shambles and it's kind of broken apart and whatever because they did fight a war at the end of the first one and it did happen on the moon and it did happen back on earth and stuff like that. Um, so now, now the, so the former new base on the far side of the moon struggling to coexist with former moon Nazis who also live at the base. So now everyone who's left is there, is there. the less than the moon Nazis and the people from earth. So uh, over the years, the base has started to deteriorate due to the overpopulation and damage caused by the battle. Meanwhile, job is job jobsism. Okay, so Jobsism, based on Steve Jobs. Jobs. So I'm going to tell you right now, for those of you who were like, well, Apple, oh my God. Okay, you're going to get shots taken at you in this movie. This movie takes shots at Apple. It takes shots at Facebook. It takes shots at every world leader. It takes shots at your ideology. It takes shots at your religion. It takes shots at everything. So think like how Mel Brooks takes shots at every single person. And everyone's like, oh, but Mel Brooks, he's making fun of Jewish people, making fun of African-Americans. He makes fun of everybody. Everybody, right? So if he's making fun of everybody, people kind of give him a pass. That may be why this movie didn't want to go well here, because it makes fun of all those things that people hold so dear that I could give a what about, you know? You know, yeah, do I have an iPad? Sure. Is it like I need to be Apple, you know, whatever Steve Jobs? I don't care. He was a guy who made some stuff. Yeah. Great. And actually, you know, but the thing is, what Mel Brooks takes, takes pot shots at are... Current social, um, oh, he, yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. This one, there's there's not much social, uh, you know. Yeah, it is. No, not really. It's more like when when you get when you get down. Okay, to, as Mel, we get okay, to, no, no, no. Hang on. Mel Brooks doesn't take shots at political stuff as often. He right. takes shots well, at more, I mean. right, This is taking pot shots at political things, yeah, but, or things that are so ingrained in people that they take it personally. Oh, uh, okay. So, mean, then, no, trust me. Okay, when when he uses the N-word, what, a thousand times, well, it's not a thousand times, but, you know, like, forever right. in Blazing Saddles, it's because that's what people said back then, and it became to the point that, well, how can this little Jewish man tell you these things? And he said, look, I'm making fun of everybody. He made fun of everyone, right. and it wasn't done to make fun of people. It was because that's the way people talked, and it was to show the absurdity of the racism and all this stuff. Like, here they are, super racist people, and the, the African-American sheriff comes in and saves them. But it also shows the absolute absurdity of government and everything else that goes on. Blazing Saddles, whether you like it or not, is a movie that has a lot of layers, like an onion. Yeah, what, what I thought, I mean, the, 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 the taking pot shots here, I, I think it, to me it was completely different than, than, than a Mel Brooks thing. Because they weren't directing your, your innermost uh, feelings about racism Okay. Or, or about homosexuality or right. anything like that. Okay, right. Because Mel Brooks took on bigger issues at a broader scale. This is hitting people. See, if you went and made... It, this it, is very subtle. No, but it's not subtle, Dad. Hey. It's, they're clearly... They're, no, they're no, jobsism. No. They, oh, they're no, following yeah. in the... in the. They, they open their... They open your e-reader, your 
eye reader yeah, to yeah. this. Oh, it's no. taking shots at Apple. And you can't hurt Apple. Apple's important. It's not. Apple's a company that sucks all the money out of people and does the same thing that Microsoft and every other company right. does. The problem was they made it Steve Jobs because it's on the nose and you can make fun of Steve Jobs and Apple in this movie. If it was Microsoft, everyone would cheer because we hate Microsoft. Microsoft okay. You hate Microsoft, but 85% of the world can't exist well, you without see, it. You're doing this from a technological point of view. No, that's, but, 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 but you know, I am, I am, if there's one dinosaur left no, on this earth. But that's not what I'm talking about. No, no, no. But honestly, to me, to, 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 to make fun of Steve Jobs, to make fun of, uh, of Zuckerberg, uh, okay. Okay, but... So, yeah, no, so okay. So, if you are in your twenties and thirties, and they're yes. making fun of Steve Jobs, who's the yes. most important person in your world, yeah. it's not taking. Okay, so what if what if you had someone in in the in the whatever time was taking pot shots at whoever Mickey Mantle? Well, you take it personally because you love Mickey Mantle, yes, right? Well, right. so, so you're taking a shot at who? Someone I love. They're important to me. Someone who literally couldn't care if you were alive or dead, as long as your money's in his pocket, he didn't care about you. That's what it is. And so people took this and got angry. Right. Oh, no. That, no but, so, but, but again, you have to look at it from where I'm coming from. I mean, I'm not from this. I, I, I'm, I've lived through this era. Right, but, but those people don't mean that much to me. I don't have, like you said, with Mickey Mantle. With, with Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mantle was one of my idols. But a guy like Jobs and, and, and Zuckerberg, they're not my idols. They don't mean anything to you. Right. Because you don't live in the world where that's, that's your life. That's Dad. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So let, anyway. So... The cult formed around the teachings of Steve Jobs and their leader, Donald, played by uh, Tom Green, who I cannot stand. He has the most punchable face in the entire movie. He's supposed to be, and I get it, he's supposed to be a jerk, but God, I want to punch him. Every Trust me, Obi wants to punch him, too. Um, has become the, the moon base's official religion. So it's taking shots at religion. Right. That they are inside. That, they, that when the air goes off, it didn't affect us. That they are the elite. And it's all about the haves and the have-nots. Welcome to what Apple tells you. Because if you don't have an Apple product, you're nothing. You have this right. ugh, whatever product. And this right? is, I mean, that, you so. know, again, you talk about a subtle thing. When the air goes off, remember Total Recall? Yep. Same thing. Yep. And even that moment looked like the same. The it same, is. It looked very similar. So it, it seems like at every turn, they they hit a pot shot at anything and everything. Yeah. I mean, well, again, but I mean, it makes I, sense. I, I, I mean, I I found I found the. Uh, the, uh, the the jobism, uh, you know, very funny. But uh, again, as you okay. said, so we'll keep going. So, right yeah. so Obi Washington, who's the daughter of James Washington, who has since passed away, I think because they couldn't get him back from the movie, and uh, Renta uh, Richter, who is obviously. Um, all right, folks, give us one second. This is not a call in show, so I don't know who's calling. And we're back. So, uh, anyway, so the whole thing is so now you have. Um, Obi Washington, who's the daughter of uh, obviously James Washington and uh, Renata from the first movie, um, has spent her life keeping uh, Neomania's life support systems functional, and we see that right in the very beginning. Like the, the air turns off, she turns it back, back on. on. And so, okay, so nineteen eight. So we're now going to be the where she takes the sledgehammer, she's going to put it through the door. Like everything in this movie, that's a shot. Another shot at Apple. That's another shot at IBM. That's another shot at whoever. Why? Because it's all referential things to. Everything's referential. This whole movie is a reference to something else, something else, right? Which is really why I think it works really well. Um, so you have a Russian refugee ship crash. Okay, so this rocket, this this bucket of rust is just coming teetering in, and they've never had. And, and so it crashes, and she's astounded by how did you get this working? And that's where you get, uh, you know, 
so, so she's examining the Russian refugee ship. She encounters Wolfgang, right, who is the um, long-presumed, uh, okay, so no, so wait, we backed it up. So she's looking at the ship, and that's when they're having the back and forth um, with uh, Sasha, who Sasha. is the crew, who's that, the right? Captain, and that's right. the back and forth of that. Um, and that's when she's now restarted the, she's now restarted the, um, the air supply. And, and, and she takes the sledgehammer, which is exactly from the commercial is like the Super Bowl commercial for, uh, uh, Apple, Apple or not with Apple or whatever, yeah. where she spent, throws the hammer and she smashes the windows out. It's, it's just absolutely just nuts. Again, you have to see it folks to understand that like the craziness going on, but so she's examining the refugee ship. And what happens is she encounters Wolfgang, um, Quartz face leish. So yeah. Okay. So that's the moon the moon fuhrer. That's it's it's Udelker, right? Yeah. So Udelker is he's called the Gruben Fuhrer. What he's but he's the moon the Fuhrer. Moon, the moon, moon, moon Fuhrer. Fuhrer. He's right. the moon Fuhrer. He's supposed to be dead. He was supposed to have died in the first one. And we think he's died, right? Kind of thing in the first one. And so now the so so she now sees this. Well, she follows him, right? Um and then into that back room because he because again remember this is his base this is where he's mm. from so he knows all these so she goes and and that's where he he get, he takes the um viril right the the, the viril yeah and it, which is the the, the candy he's eating the entire movie but remember we said it in the first one he just takes the candy and he just plays with the wrappers and stuff those little things that were so weird in the first one now again they might have retconned this entire thing to make it so that's the the power he's getting but as you watch it happen, he's all old and just, and he cuts his finger off and stuff, and he, yeah. everything grows back. And you're like, "What are we looking at here?" I mean, it's different. It's it's not. He's this is not what he was eating in the first movie. Yeah, it is. It's the candies. Yeah, well, again, they're all the little candy. He he gives her the candy to bring to her mother. Yeah, that's it's right. the candies. That's the. Well, whole yeah, thing. but the thing with this scene, again, we talk about the uh, the overtures to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. She's called Obi. When you see Udo Kerr in 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 the room. He's got a cloak. He looks like Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, and so but he's got the cloak on. He's got the cloak yeah, on, yeah. and then he takes the he eats the the the, the ferrilli. Yeah, and his eyes light up, yeah. and he, and his voice, well, you know, gets that. And it's yeah. I, I mean, you know, it just cracked me up because I, I said, "Is there is there anything that's 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 safe here?" Yeah, no. This is. This is different than how we talk about Will Lusting not keeping anything safe in Maniac. That was because we could show you anything. This was nobody safe from getting a, you know a shot taken at him here. So um, now, so how, where are we here? Well, uh, so he he. This is when he attacks Obi and then he, he ties her up. She gets out of it and she gets the upper hand on him, and she's like, "Well, wh- why would I believe you?" He's like, "Well, take this to your mother." So he she, he takes she takes one of the candies to Renata and says, who's dying? I mean, she's clearly dying. Yeah. Right. And so he gives, she gives her the, the Vril and she goes, and she, and she magically gets better. And then of course, Donald sees this and he's like, Oh, I got to know how this is happening. Right. So this is when, um, once Renata's health is restored, Wolfgang reveals to Obi that he is, sorry, the, uh, what, what I, Oh, Virilia is the name of the cure and he's a Vril. So it's, they're, it's all like one or two letters difference in it. So he's a Vril, and it's Virilia is what they're eating. So he is a Vril, a race of reptilians that arrived on Earth during the age of dinosaurs. Age of dinosaurs. And what happens is they show you a spaceship coming down, and one of them is Hitler, and one of them is Udo Kerr, who are the same person. And, 
in this, and then one of them's the other brother, and he gets this killed, just ripped apart by a dinosaur. And the dinosaurs look good. They yeah. look good. I mean, it's not Jurassic World. No, but it's it, but it's is, pretty dang this good. This is a, impressive. Yeah, I mean, it, this is. If, I mean, the, if you know that this is a, 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 a inexpensive movie that yeah. they made, the stuff is impressive. Yeah, and that's what that's what just amazed me is that they could that you could bring this stuff and put it on the screen for this kind of money. Yeah, and 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 mm -hmm. not promote it. Yeah, so. Uh, so, again, during that whole thing, so it tells you all the story of what happens. Right. So, basically, it tells you creation. But creation now where we have dinosaurs on the Earth and aliens. And aliens. So, you have, uh, so Wolfgang, oh, hang on. So, while he's studying primates that emerged during prehistory. And so, Wolfgang creates humankind by injecting Virilia into an apple and feeding it to his two monkeys, Adam and Eve. And I'm like, okay, so now they're saying that they're gone. Yeah. And I'm like, this is nuts. And the worst part is this. When you watch the trailer, there's Adolf Hitler on a T-Rex. And you think, okay, that's pretty nuts. When you start watching this movie, you go, okay, that was pretty tame compared to what they're showing me now. Right? <laughs> like, sometimes the trailer gives away the best part of the movie. And here they're like, hey, you think that's cool? Come see your movie. Oh, look, that's going to be the lame thing at the end. We're going to show you the cool stuff now. So, and, and it, well, at this point, there was, but you talk about throwaway things. There's a guard uh, making the, you know, making the Cubics Cube right by taking the pieces. No, okay, we didn't get that far yet. Oh, we didn't? No, no, that's, that's when they're going to get on the thing. We yeah. haven't got there yet. Oh, this, okay. This is her telling us, this is right before that. So, this is when he's telling her the story, what happens. The real have since gone underground to the center of the oh, earth, right, yeah. making uh, one uh, making mankind. So mankind has to evolve, and they live on the surface, and the real live underneath. So Wolfgang offers Obi a mission to travel to the subterranean city of Argatha, uh, Agra, Agratha, excuse me, Agratha, Agratha, and take the city's Virilia to ensure the survival of her colony. So Obi, along with the pilot Sasha, are going to take the plane. So the problem is the security officer. Malcolm, who is peeling the stickers off and putting them on. Okay, so Malcolm is not very bright. I'm going to say that in the mm -hmm. nicest way possible. Because Kit Dale could murder you. He is a Brazilian uh, three or four time black belt but, world champion. He is he is a, um, he's not a, he's not, doesn't fight in UFC and stuff, but he is an amazing elite level killer, basically. Real life could kill you. Which makes his role so funny in this because you look at him and he's like, okay, he's a total meathead, right? But he's Obi's friend from their little kids. They've been right. their whole lives together, right? So he's there putting the stickers on right. to fix their Rubik's Cube. Because he can't do it right. Well, no, but, but I didn't know you could do that, Jay. Yeah, with the old Rubik's <laughs> Cube, you can. Now they're painted on. Um, so, uh, where are we here? To go, okay, so, okay. Obi takes Sasha and Malcolm and then now some of the jobbists say they have to come in, including Donald, because they because they think they're going to go find their perfect place. They're looking for a closed system. So there's nothing that screams more, you need to know your nerd stuff, than this. They want a system that no one can infiltrate completely closed, which is why they close their doors and keep the, the regular people, people out. out. It's all about being pure. And, I mean, they kill the guy because his... Uh, they, his 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 phone is 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 uh, has been the wrong, um, it's the wrong one. Yeah, no, it's cracked. It's cracked. Yeah. No, it's not cracked. He's 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 jailbroke his phone, so he's, he's it means he can do things outside of the system. Oh. And they kill him for that. 
and of course, they, his end user agreement is they say goodbye, and it blows up and kills you, right? So they're looking for a completely closed system. So they think they're going to go to this to Earth, and underneath the you know the disgusting part that Earth has now become, basically it's like Wally, you know, where he's like everything. The Earth is ruined, and everyone's in space, right? Except now these are Nazis on the dark side of the moon, not fat people on a on a ship somewhere. Um, so they're going to go and find their utopia, right? Right. So. You're just like, you know, so even Sasha says, why are you bringing him? Because this might be the last chance to get rid of him. And you're like, that's exactly right. Because nobody likes, there'd be someone who said, I like, you know, Tom Green. You can like Tom Green. That's fine. You're allowed to be wrong. But he's a jerk in the movie. And you want him to get his comeuppance the whole time because he's just a jerk. And so they're going to try to go there. So they fly in the, oh, my God. It's held together with spit and hope. Right. You know? She, these walls are held together with and, saliva. It's only home meteor too. And the way they the way they 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 show it, it almost looks like the Millennium Falcon. Right? Yes, but you know it's not. Yes, because it's 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 not it's not white. Okay. Okay. but the Millennium Falcon they call this old rust bucket. Rust they bucket. refer yeah. to it as a rust bucket. It's a lot of shots at Star Wars yeah. again because there are a lot of shots of Star Wars and Star Trek in the first one. Um, so they uh, uh, so they go to Earth. So now they go to Earth and they they go in. They're plummeting through. They go through the polar ice cap, which is insane. But they get through. And now you go through through the polar ice caps. And what happens? It turns into, like, dinosaur land. Well, but again, it, it's it's a lush greenery. Yeah. With right. okay. and, but it's the, like, it's like remember, remember, what's it? At the Earth's core. Is that the yeah. one where they're tunneling? Yeah. And they break through. And they get there. And what happens? They look up and they see the sky. But they don't see the sky. That's the underside right. of the Earth, Earth, you know, kind of thing. And they're inside. So it reminded me of that. Yeah. But this reminded me of it a little bit. I mean, this is this is maybe is a real far fetched. Uh, it looks like analogy. Journey to the Center of the Earth with the, yeah. with the rock. No, but yeah, but yes, or with the with the the uh, the, the the guy who played in, uh, in the Mummy movies, because Brandon Fraser. Oh, yeah. is it Brandon Fraser? One? Yeah, the ones with the rock, ones are Brandon Fraser. Yes, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yes, yeah. because there, the, the, even in the in the original Jewels, the the one no, the yeah. one that that uh, was put out, uh, it, there's nothing. It's dark and dank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but no, but the when you get down there. And now it's it's all bright and airy that the, that this dinosaur is still yeah. living there. <laughs> so it also okay. So part of that idea is also land unknown, land unknown. Yeah, because because they go through a, the in the polar oh, ice caps, they're there. Like but, now, I'm not saying they ripped off Land Unknown because other movies have done the same thing. But we talk about how Land Unknown should get remade in bigger budget. This is how you make remake yeah. Land Unknown with a bigger budget. So anyway, they get there. And now we start seeing the dinosaurs and the rill and all this stuff. And this is when we get to a scene where now we're inside and it looks like you're at the Last Supper. Yeah. And this might be the funniest scene in the entire movie. And you have to listen to what they're saying and who is saying Same. what they're saying. Same. Now, there are a few people at this table might look familiar. Steve Zuckerberg's at the table. Uh, Margaret Thatcher's at the table. Um, Stalin's at the table. Genghis Khan's at the table. Um, what's his name? Yeah. I mean, it is literally Caligula, Caligula. <laughs> at the table. And you're thinking like, and so here comes um, the, the former president of the United States. You know, obviously she's, you know, the one who kind of led it to the nuclear war. She's there. And you're thinking like, well, okay, this is pretty nice. Like, this is like the who's who of, and they all are clearly aliens, except for her. Except for her. She doesn't look like an alien, but they all look like they all have the scales. They're kind of deformed, but they, there's no doubt. You're like, well, that's Margaret Thatcher and that's Stalin. And that's it. Right. You're not doubting who you're looking at. So well, who's missing here? Yeah. Who could possibly mm -hmm. be missing? 
Adolf Hitler. Yeah, so Adolf Hitler then walks in, but he's a brill. Yeah. So he's like, and he's really Adolf. And Hitler's face is, is, is he's got, he's burned. He's burned, yeah, but, it, but it's all that, like, whatever, yeah. So, yeah. but the idea is that, like, who else would be there? Of course it's Adolf Hitler. Like, right. this is a movie about mean Nazis. It has to have him. And you look at this and going, and the, the, the there's a lot of back and forth lines between them. Um, of course, they're bickering, but it's also was that it's uh, it's um, Pope Constantine, Pope right? Constantine, kind of thing, right? Who read the the uh, uh, Crusades, and then he's arguing with. Uh, it's supposed it's not supposed to be Rasputin. It's supposed to be someone, but it's, but, but it's like religious. Like they're religious people. Yeah. It's just crazy who's sitting at this table, and it's not like um, you know. I mean, again, like I said, there's Osama bin Laden. That's it's it's Pope Urban. It's not it's not uh, it's Pope yeah. Urban. Okay, so who's there is. Um, Zuckerberg, Thatcher, Caligula, Stalin, Pope Urban, Osama bin Laden, Vladimir Putin, Genghis Khan, uh, Kim Kim Jong Un. Right. Um, uh, it's Kim Jong Un. Not now. No, it's not Mazenay. It's Kim Jong Un. Uh, and then um, it's but it's just craziness, right? The table. Um, and but they're all going back and forth at each other. Yeah, well, and, and Hitler. Hitler is 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 ticked off at uh, the president because she ruined the earth. Yeah, she ruined the earth, and then. then then this is I I, I, I I I sort of laughing so hard I had to stop the movie because I couldn't watch it anymore. Margaret Thatcher, you know, after all of this bickering back and forth, and Hitler's really he's really getting on everybody. She says she says, why couldn't we just go to another planet? And so Hitler sides he sidles up to to Margaret Thatcher and whispers in her ear, <laughs> second star to the right. And then straight ahead till morning. Right. And I, I said, Peter Pan reference. I could, yeah. And he says it with a straight face, yeah. but nice and slow so that even she'd understand. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let me just say this, folks. So Adolf Hitler here is Udo Kerr. Right. So, you know, because he's playing both roles. Well, they're, they're, and, he's the brother. Yeah, he, he's, he, he's also Wolfgang, who's supposed to be Hitler's brother. Right. Right. And he's the Moonfuhrer, right, kind of thing. And uh, so the idea, though, but it's Udo Kerr delivering the line. So it's spot on. And it's so funny. But the problem is I'm watching this at home, and Hannah's like, what are you laughing at? I go, a movie you wouldn't understand. She wouldn't under she would get the, the dinosaur parts, and she liked some of it. She watched a little bit with me. But she wouldn't understand the political aspects and whatever. And like I said, unlike Mel Brooks, who takes shots at, like, bigger concepts and, like, racism and, like, homo you know homophobia and stuff like that, this is taking shots that are very topical to the time. Like, these are historical people. I mean, Joseph Stalin, obviously, is not alive, but, you know, or, or Margaret right. Thatcher, you know, you could have to you could be a certain age to know these things. But through but go, school, you learn about Stalin. You learn about, you know, uh, you learn about, uh, you know, Hitler. You learn about uh, Margaret Thatcher. You learn about all these people and their caricatures of them as they're aliens. And they're bickering and bickering and bickering. And what happens? They decide they're going to kill the president because yeah. <laughs> she's the problem. And you know, and the, the one thing that, that 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 is really subtle is the first time you see the all of them together. When when, when obviously mm -hmm. the if you ever if you have a if you have a portrait of the Last Supper and how they're sitting and standing, mm -hmm. when you first see it, it's a static uh, picture of them. They're all in the exact yes. same places, yes, except that she's not wearing a white robe. Right, like like Jesus would wear. Yeah, but it's exactly the same thing. And you watch that and you say, "Oh my God!" Yeah, right. Because <laughs> they're going with right, there's nothing safe. Yeah. So then, so so they killed the president of the United States. They just killed her, right, for making the world uninhabitable. So the Jobbist and Malcolm 
are captured. Okay, so they're going to try and get in. So at one point, uh, Malcolm goes into the bush and fights a dinosaur, which you don't see, rips its teeth out, right? Kind of thing. It's like, what? Like, none of this makes sense. And Sasha, meanwhile, he, he likes Obi, but he's kind of a wuss. But he's smart, but like, but Obi, she thinks Obi and Malcolm are an item because he's manly. And and when you see this guy, he's ripped. I mean, he's just, I mean, he looks like a guy who would be a killer. And Sasha looks like a guy who you would just ignore every single day of the week, twice on Sundays. Right? So now, so they, so now Obi and Sasha have to go get the Verlia, right? They have to get into the, 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 the temple, temple right? It's in the center of the earth. But at that time, the Jobdist and Malcolm get captured by Steve Jobs, which, yes, I'd said that. Steve Jobs is also at this thing, and he's a Varel. So, so that so you have Zuckerberg's a Varel, Steve Jobs is a Varel. So now the Jobs are like, oh, we'll go with you because you're you're the, our leader, mm-hmm. and they they base their entire religion around his work, meaning Apple. And meanwhile, all they want to do is eat them, right? That's the right. whole thing. Is that they're going to like? Well, they don't care about you. He's like, well, but. I can help you. You can't help us. And so what happens? He makes, he makes, he, he convinces Hitler that they can get them to the moon. So he has to sign an end user agreement. He goes, no one ever reads it. They'll just go right through it. And he's like, skip. I agree. Yes. Yes. But what happens is he goes, he goes, you're not, Malcolm goes, you're not making a, a, trying to sign an agreement with Hitler. That didn't go well in the past. And it's like, right, exactly. It didn't go well in the past. So they do that, and that's when he's like, "Oh, well." He goes, "What about our deal?" Oh, I lied, and he has them killed, and that's when they start eating them. They literally start tearing them apart and eating them, and you're like, "This is this is nuts." Um, so uh, okay, so Donald offers Hitler the whereabouts of uh, Wolfgang in exchange for the job just to live in Ar- uh, Agarthia. Only Hitler betrays them and the job and have jobs eat the jobs. Meanwhile. Obi and Sasha take the Holy Grail. Now, they literally go get the Virilia. The Virilia, It's the Holy Grail. So you thought that, hey, there's no way that it's going to be the... It's the Holy Grail. It literally is. Well, this one here... Now, the, the, the satire in this piece is that when they go to the temple, it looks like the scene from The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Oh, real. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and, they, and then they get to the thing, and then they can't open the door. And, and the... Uh, so just like when, just like when the, the, the you know the Wizard of Oz, they they, they, they get into they have the the, 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 uh, the soldiers they're dressed just like the soldiers and they get in. Then when they get in, she has to. There's this uh, what you'd call a serpentine, yeah. you know, tower yeah. that that they. But it looks like in the scene, if you see the scene, it looks like it's on fire. It looks like the the scene from Lord of the Rings, yep. Mount, Mount Doom. Yep. Right. So she has to climb all the way to the top yep. to get it. And then she gets to the top, and she says, and there's the thing. She says, she calls down at Sasha. Or, yeah, 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 she Sasha. says, how much do you think this thing weighs? So <laughs> he says, what, the 31 whatever. And the makeup of the thing. He goes, what's up, that? Right, so how much is that? I have no idea. So she, no, no. she goes, he goes, it's either grams, oh, grams or, or pounds. Or pounds. And I'm, I'm, not, like, I'm oh. not sure. So she takes her, her wrench out of her pocket. Just like uh, Indiana Jones, and, forth, yeah. and she switches the two things, and she comes down with the grill. Yeah, but that's exactly what this is. It's making fun of the Indiana Jones movies. I mean, it, 
there is not nothing. That, I mean, but like, the thing is, but it's not making fun of them like they're laughing their way no, through. No. It's played straight, yeah. which is what makes it funny. Because if you don't get so, – let's say you didn't understand the references. Let's say you didn't get them. You would think, okay, fine. They're just – you know, comedies makes sense. All the references are what make the movie, to me, much more enjoyable as a movie fan, as a fan, someone who remembers history and, not, and enjoys movies. I get more out of this movie than maybe someone who has not a clue. Like, it, like if you're – like, there are some people like, I've never seen anything. They don't know anything. They've never seen Star Wars. I mean, I don't even have to like Star Wars to know Star Wars. You know, I think people who don't have any of those references, maybe they didn't find it as funny. But these are on-the-nose big references. We're not going subtle, right? You know, it's not like someone said three seashells, and you you should get that reference from Demolition Man. But I'm saying is, like, these are on-the-nose references, right? So... It's almost like you, if you were watching a Saturday Night Live skit. Yes, very much so. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they take the Holy Grail, and this, and then, which is the source of Verlia, um, but that causes uh, Agartha's son to then collapse and destroy the city. So it comes in a city and starts melting the city. <laughs> now we have the getaway scene in the um, Triceratops-led chariots. I guess you would call yeah. them, right? But who's chasing them? It's Pope Urban. <laughs> He's throwing. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Oh my God, it's it's a crazy chase scene, and what's happening is everything behind him is melting, right? And so is it's what is it? Osama bin Laden, right? Is is yeah. in the other one, and he's like, "Come on, Osama!" And he's like, "So you now have Pope Urban helping Osama bin Laden chase in a in a in a chariot led by a dinosaur chasing down um, a mixed race, uh, you know, half moon Nazi, a Russian uh, getaway uh, guy." And the guard for the Moonbot Moon Nazi base, as they're trying to race with the Holy Grail to get to the ship, I just literally that sentence should not be ever uttered, <laughs> but it is, and it's so funny because they're and as it's getting their ching chewed up, what happens? Of course, the piece falls, breaks the bridge. They jump. Obi jumps her uh, 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 Triceratops led thing over. She gets over. She so then has to try to make a way to get them across, and it's just it's. A lot of stuff taken from other movies, obviously, and stuff like that. But it's interesting, and you're watching, you're kind of like, okay, they're going to make it. Is someone going to die? Because you don't know. No one's safe. Anyone could die in this movie. Like, it's not like at any point you're like, oh, well, this person must. Like, you figure Obi's got to live, but you don't know if Sasha's got to live. Yeah, if, right. I mean, uh, Malcolm could live. Except for Obi, no one else in this movie has any right to live. They just got people they kind of tacked on. Needless to say, they escape with the, uh, with the Holy Grail. Holy Grail. And they go back to the moon base. So you're thinking like, okay, well, the whole Earth's now collapsing on itself and underground or whatever. But you got to remember, the Vril had to get to Earth at some point. And that's they show you the giant ship. Well, they must still have their ship. And that's what Hitler loads up on with his guys and T-Rexes to go to the moon to follow him. Because now he knows where they are. Because it said, you know, plot course to home. And it right. sends the course like you would do in your car with your yeah. Google Maps. Or Apple Maps, whatever, right? Well, the thing with this too, there's another throwaway scene here. Mm -hmm. Is that when Obi gets it goes the not Obi when Sasha puts the uh, the uh, uh, I guess the, I guess it's the power source, which is right. which is the uh, the Holy Grail. It it does it does obviously it doesn't fit because it's not a part. Right. So he he attaches it with to the thing, with duct tape, yeah. and he sticks the wires in the grail. There's nothing. He goes like, "Oh, right, we're good," and that powers them right through. It's it's insane, right? So, um, where are we? 
Okay, so Hitler launches the Vril spaceship out of Antarctica to follow them. Uh, upon their arrival, Wolfgang holds Renata hostage for Obi to surrender the Holy Grail. But then Hitler comes out riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And you're like, what? And now the T-Rex is coming down the hallway. And this is very much like Jurassic, which is the one with the, the Indominosaurus, like the, the world, right? Is that, yeah. we have not Fallen Kingdom, the one we ever before, where it's coming down the hall and it's chasing them. It's with the, the one, the fake dinosaur they made. It's, an, it's world, but I think yeah. it's the, whatever. All right. So what happens is um, Hitler's on a T-Rex coming down there. Um, and the T-Rex's name is Blondie, by the way. So it has a name. Um, and they start trying to go after the, they're, they're chasing everyone down. So they're eating people and the guards and stuff. And it's really well done. Yeah. The effects are good. I mean, it's not overly bloody, but it's, you know, believable. Yeah, but it had the one scene where the uh, the T-Rex actually grabs uh, one, of the, one, yeah, of the, yeah. one of the guards and, and throws them down, just like in the scene in Jurassic Park. Yes. The first one where, where the guy was sitting on the, on the, on the, the, the toilet. toilet. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, but I'm saying, but it's not like he's, it's blood and gore everywhere. No, no, no. It's, it's, it makes, I mean, everything, it looks, it still stays within the realm of what the movie is. The movie doesn't all of a sudden now turn into like straight horror and come back. Um, so after eating from the Grail, a rejuvenated Renata um, confronts and kills Hitler. So she stays behind. So she drinks from the Grail and her, she's going to now stay and she's going to stop Hitler, who's still riding the T-Rex. So she goes and fights him. It's like, so now she goes back to being young, but not only young, but now she's like super strong. She's now the super soldier, which is what, what the entire, what Nazi yeah, race was trying to form anyway. Right. Um, and, but Hitler, and, uh, where am I? Da, 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 da. Um, but is mortally wounded by Wolfgang, right? Obi, Sasha and Malcolm and the surviving inhabitants, uh, escape on the old ship. But now, uh, Wolfgang chases them, chases after them using the other ship, right? Sasha uses his old Nokia 3, 3, so it's the 3310. So the Nokia 3310, I never had one of those, but I know what that phone is. That phone is indestructible. Literally, you drop it and hurt the floor. That phone was designed to last. A battery lasted forever. It had nothing on it. It had like snake and whatever. But these cell phones now, which break at the drop of a hat, the whole point of this is all the iPhones and everything, like they're making fun of like all the, the, the technology. It literally is the old junkiest thing in the world. It's what helps them on the planet. It's what right. gives them the because the, they no one has service, so they can't possibly have a a uh, compass. The Nokia has them. Everything has it because it didn't rely on that. It was just it's it, it's just so funny to like kind of take digs where they do. So what happens is uh, now um, they have the, the the they use the Nokia, and Obi hacks into Donald's iPhone, right? Which now. Wolfgang, who's just yabbering on. I love how they mute him. And he's just still talking. It's just like a Zoom meeting. They just stop <laughs> him from talking. He's just yabbering on. They hack into his iPhone, uh, in, in, into um, into Donald's iPhone, which is how they got back to the, to the moon, and uses the self-destruct button. Because Donald, the leader of the jobist, his phone is jailbroken. And then she goes, how much you want to bet his phone is jailbroken? And I'm like, of course it is. Because everything, and we all know this, not do as I do, do as I say. And he's like, oh, your phone's jailbroken? We'll kill you. But his phone was jailbroken the entire time. They used it to kill him. They blow it up. And the best part is Malcolm like, well, there's these things. I think they're shields, but they're at like 12%. Like, and he's, every every Star Trek episode, the, the steels, the shields are at 50%, right? Whatever, right? So the he's it's like he doesn't know because it's not Malcolm's job to know. And it's a, you know, Millennium Falcon 
you know, ask piece of junk kind of thing, right? So he's just doing his job, and it's 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 funny as heck. So, all right. So then during dinner, when uh, um, it comes out that Malcolm turns out to be gay, which you know, at this point he's that he's Sasha's been worried the entire movie that Malcolm is and, and Obi are an item, and clearly uh, Sasha is you know falling in love with Obi, and Obi has a thing for Sasha. And it turns out that uh, Malcolm is not an issue that way, but then drops dead from a food allergy. Like, he's like, was there this in there? And this? The peanuts and this? In there? Peanuts? And he drops dead. And you're like, at that point, I felt betrayed by the movie. Because I said, wait a minute. I've seen him survive the fighting everything, right? Right. The two raptors. But the- he'll die to a peanut. Then I thought to myself, okay, this actually makes perfect sense. Because that's how it happens, Right. Achilles wasn't killed, you know, because he fell in this great battle. It was his ankle, right? You know, it's always someone's Achilles heel that gets them, right? And which is, which in Troy, remember, he gets the yeah. arrow through the back of the leg, and that's what he winds up being his death because that's what slows him down, his Achilles heel. And I'm like, okay, I get it. And I'm like, I felt a little betrayed at the time. I'm like, okay. But don't worry, I got redeemed because they, didn't, they then go, so they're going to take him and Renata for a space funeral. And Malcolm finally, he wakes up and bursts out of the coffin. Oh, I I just sometimes go catatonic. Like, <laughs> I did not see that coming one bit. And that, that scene reminded me of the search for Spock. Where it is. That's what it is. Set they set up the space. Then, right? Oh, my God. So, uh, revealing that he was only in a short-term coma and that his condition has in his child. The, space, uh, the ship makes it to its long travel to Mars, where Obi and Sasha expressed their love for each other. Midway through the credits, we have a scene. On the back side. On the dark side of Mars. Who's there? Who could possibly be over there? But it's the Soviet Union has colonized the backside of Mars. So, folks, that's the end of the movie. But there is uh, supposed to be a third movie. So, And that's part of the problem. There will not be a third movie. Um, this movie, again, like we said, had a bunch of different shutdowns happening during it. It was a lot of issues. Um, the Okay. So, there were things cut from this, including there were supposed to be scenes of the death of Margaret Thatcher and the death of uh, Pope Urban II, like, during actually happening. You assume he dies because he gets burned up, but there's scenes that weren't here that were cut. They just couldn't get the funding for him. Um, they, again, the movie start, stop, start, stop. It, it was constantly start, stopping, getting this thing made um, and because of the copyright disputes and everything else. And the problem is, is that... Um, there's supposed to be a third film called Iron Sky, The End Game, which was supposed to be, again, the trilogy, and it's supposed to be about the Russians on the dark side of Mars, which really sounds weird to say, because now you have a Russian and a half African American, half a German, uh, you know, uh, you know, woman uh, leading the survivors of Earth and the Nazi moon base on the dark side of the moon. Now going to Mars, where they're going to now have to do con- have conflict with the so the Russians, the Soviets, who have now colonized the Mars. So all of that seems absolutely nuts. But I would love to see that movie, yeah, and I'm just ashamed. I don't think it's ever going to happen. happen. I don't think it's going to happen either. But the, you, so are the other are the Russians more thrilled? And and see that's and did they get the day because the moon was uh, was was taken? They had to go to, to Mars. Mars, right? So when 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 they escaped. When did that? When does this happen? What? Which Soviet? You know, obviously the Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore. Right. It's Russia, right? And, and then all the different, you know, independent uh, republics. 
So is this when when communism fell? Is that we're going to get? We're going to get like Mikhail Gorbachev kind of thing there. Like, is that? I mean, the the possibilities are kind of endless for that um, because it now instead of being you know Nazis on the dark side of the moon, you now have the Soviet Union. Well, the Soviet Union, there was no bigger bad growing up in America than the Soviet Union. I mean, they were the bad bad guys, you know, kind of thing. They're the they're the guys that you know. Rocky's got to fight Drago because of that. And we, that was what you kind of were worried about you know, as, a, as a kid growing up in the 80s, that we might go to war with Russia, you know, uh, or the Soviet Union, I should say, right? But this is completely satired, and this whole thing, there's nothing safe here. And even though Joseph Stalin already is a Vril, well, does that yeah. mean the rest are Vril? Like, it, it sets up perfectly that this could be the next insane 90 minutes of movie that would just make this trilogy something that's nuts. But it looks like we're not going to get that because um, it's been confirmed that they are in bankruptcy right now. Um, And with the way that the world's going right now, anybody who declared bankruptcy before this even happened, I can't imagine they're going to pull themselves out of it. The other issue is they had issues with crowdfunding, even for this film. And the crowdfunding were saying they weren't producing quick enough. They weren't doing that's. I, I am not a huge fan. Of, I, I Don't get me wrong. I love backing certain things on Kickstarter. Th- people that I'm friends with who have things on Kickstarter that I believe in their companies and I believe in what they're doing, I'll do. I did back do- certain documentaries on there. And because I've seen their, their work, they produce great work, I'm confident they're going to do it. When you're not crowdsourcing through something, and no matter what it is, no matter what crowdsourcing thing you're going through, there's always the chance that it doesn't happen. And if you're not going through like, you're going to like Indiegogo or whatever, there's no guarantee your money comes back to you if it fails. And that's a problem for some, and it would be great if this happened. And if it was as simple as, look, we need to raise, you know, remember when we brought Misty back, yeah. right? Remember when Luke and I were like, I, I mean, I spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars, but there are people who spent thousands of dollars. Why? Because we raised millions of dollars to bring Misty back. And even though we brought Misty back and we had a full season plus, and then they had a second season, which they kind of truncated, they still were like, well, that's not making enough money. Well, yeah, because we, we spent the money to get it brought back. We, as fans, said we want this. You know, the thousands of us who want this. So we did. And the problem is, I don't know if there are enough Iron Sky fans who'd be willing to back something yeah. to kick money into do it. And the problem is, it's not like they need a million dollars. This movie costs... 17 to 20 million dollars they need 20 million dollars at least to make the next movie where do you get 20 million dollars from that's not not chunk change this isn't this isn't twenty thousand dollars yeah they as I said, or even two hundred thousand if the producers had done their job correctly and marketed this movie to the united states with 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 the uh, especially to the to the to the teenagers because that like you said the, your high school your high school kids love this movie and so they would, but they've never seen it. Yeah, no, they, they they loved the trailer, but they didn't. What I'm saying, but so they would watch the movie. Sure. And when they saw the movie, they would they would they would have been it would have been a huge hit. It didn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a hit for the 50 and 60 year olds, mm-hmm. right? Even though, I mean, I enjoyed it because I was able to get so many references from yeah. from my his my historical background. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, it doesn't matter. You don't need that in order to laugh at satire. Yeah. So this movie originally was supposed to come out on Valentine's Day in 2018. That was pushed to August 22nd, 2018. It then was, and that was only supposed to be in Finland and the rest of the world later. It then got pushed again 
Um, because that was then that release was canceled and it was pushed to the release date of January 16th, 2019 in Finland. That's never a good sign. Yeah. Right? When the, the country that makes the movie is pushing it back and back and you're saying, but Jay, COVID, listen to the dates, 2018, 2019. I'm not talking COVID. Right. I'm not talking, well, you know, they pushed James Bond back. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. That got pushed back because there's no way in the world you want to release a James Bond movie and not make, you know, $500 million in your opening weekend. I'm just saying is, this is a movie that had issues getting made. You don't see it on the screen. I can say that, though. Like, at no point is things cheaped out. It doesn't look fake. It doesn't look, you know, TV level. I found it super enjoyable. I know Dad and I have, you know, we've, we've recommended movies to you in the past that maybe are a little out there, a little different. Um, the, uh, like, for example, like when we did Iron Sky, the start, the start 2020, we said, hey, this movie's kind of weird. you got to give it a chance. Watch the regular version and then watch the unrated version um, because that's what, you know, you're going to need be able to, you know, kind of right. appreciate this stuff. There is no unrated version. This I've only ever found this on DVD available in America. I, the Blu-ray is available, but it's a different region. So if you're all region player, fine. But I've never found a region one that I can get my hands on. And if it is, I know it's a bootleg, like kind of thing. So, you know, you, if you, you're going to have to be... The only thing you wonder, you wonder if there's some legal... Well, uh, complications. There probably is. There probably something is, and I, I mean, again, all the lawsuits that happened during it. I'm sure there's something else beyond the I mean, scope. What's you there? Don't, I, what I don't understand is that if you have something, if you have a product that you can sell, and then, uh, I mean, the the argument goes, well, we don't want you to go because we own fifty percent of it. But I just don't understand. Give me an, an example of an old movie that's never been on on Blu-ray in the United States. El Cid. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 one of the best movies of its kind ever. Now they do have the DVD special edition, and it's it's pristine and it's great. The problem was is that the first time it came out, it the the movie was 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 truncated so that although it was filmed, let's say in sixteen nine or mm-hmm. in whatever, when you watched it on TV, you might as well have had a four by three because it cut off. Yeah. And there are a lot of scenes where two people are talking and there's nobody it. in the yeah. middle. Yeah. But it's it, but it's a movie that if you released it once on a special edition DVD with with all kinds of extras, why wouldn't you ever release okay. it on Blu-ray? So the problem is, is that the whoever had yeah. the distribution exactly. rights has lost the rights and right. now someone has a part of it that won't give it up. And it could be as simple as this. The music might be owned by someone's estate that says, I don't want to let you have the music anymore. Yeah, and you can't take the music out of LC because that's what. You no, know. and the thing is, why can't you negotiate? It's you're, you're throwing money away. We're talking about something that's that's fifty years old. More than that, Dad. But that's uh, more than 50, it's 60, 60, sixty years, years old, old. Yeah, at least, right? So, um, I mean, you would think that know. Criterion would 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 get but in again, it. but then they have to look at like how much. So, the problem is they have to look at like what they're making, what how much money you're making on the release of it, how much it's going to cost you. Because if it costs you a million dollars to get your hands on the rights for it, and then you're only looking at uh, like a million and a half in return, the half million dollars might not be worth it. Well, I got to tell you, the thing is, is that for people like me, if that came out, I would buy it. But since it's 60 years old, there's a lot of people who are not alive anymore. No, Dan, and I agree with you. I mean, if it came out on Blu-ray, would you buy it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I love it. I mean, but, yeah. but the thing is, but I also love Spartacus and movies like that too. Right. And yet they were well before my time. But what I'm saying is, 
the the company has to look at is this worth our investment of money? A, a company like Criterion does put out like elite level stuff. Yeah, at, they, at that at that, but they must, they must negotiate with the with the producers of the movies because they that yeah, there's no way that that they have any connection to half of the movement, half of most of the movies that they actually. No, bring but they, they're bringing, but they're I mean, they're 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 an independent producing it, uh, producing the, the 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 DVD, the Blu-ray, the whatever. The problem is. Who knows? It might just not be one person. It might be a bunch of people own different parts and pieces. Yeah. And and if and if they're holding on to it and they won't give it up, I mean, it very well could be the 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 music producers, yeah, whatever. Anything. It very much could be maybe there's something in like you know they own the rights to this distribution yeah. or they own the rights to this distribution, and it becomes a, a place where you start trying to negotiate and you get frustrated and you say, you know what, I'm done. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about other movies. There are two other and. And it's funny because maybe it's maybe it w- it's due to the fact that uh, El Cid came out uh, under the Samuel Bronston. He mm-hmm. was the, the the producer from from the from Europe. Two other of his movies, I mean, they're they're really good movies. Have never seen the light of day on Blu-ray. Fall of the Roman Empire and uh, Fifty Five Days at Peking. Yeah, I mean, the Fall of the Roman Empire. It's it's not it's not it's no way near. It's not Gladiator and it's not. Uh, uh, you know, the, like, any any there's not an awful lot of action, and it's mostly, but it's a it's a really good drama, and it's got a huge number of stars. It's got um, Alec Guinness, it's got the, the Stephen Boyd, it's got right. the Sophia Loren. Why wouldn't you put that out? Okay, so just looking it up right now, uh, El Cid came out in January of 2008, so we're talking 12 years ago. Deluxe yeah. edition collector's yeah. DVD, which I have, you have, right? right? And it was great when it came out. I was like, awesome. We went to Best Buy and I bought it at Best Buy because I was like, we got to get our hands on this. And that's the last time it's ever been released. So yeah. that was probably when the rights were about to run out for yeah. certain rights. And it very well could be, I mean, so I mean, give you an example. I mean, I'm looking at here, distributed by uh, Allied Artists, distributed by Rank Organization. Um, it's a Samuel Bronston production. Yeah. Like, so, you know, there it, it could very well be that there's just... I mean, maybe, who knows, maybe it's Charles and Heston's whatever. Maybe it's Sophia Loren's estate, whatever. It may be somebody whose estate is saying, no, they have a percentage of whatever, and we're not letting you put it out. Who knows? And the problem is, I mean, again, if I didn't didn't do this kind of digging into this, but it literally could be that simple. And it seems crazy. It seems absolutely crazy. But that holds up stuff sometimes for years and years and years. Here's a perfect example. We just got on Blu-ray coming out was the end of October, right? Was how to or being November technically how to make a monster finally came out. Yeah. I was teenage Frankenstein. I was teenage werewolf. Will never come out because the the widow of the person who I forget who it was it owns it, not Arkham but whoever owns whatever she owns the the rights to him. She will said she, I will never let them come out. So she's going to have to die, and then her right. grandchild or whoever right. gets credit is going to go. I need money. Right. That's a, that's and that, but, I, but I'm saying, but right. some people, and the reason she didn't want to put it out, she's like, I don't want them out there. I, I don't want anyone to see them because she wants it to be exclusive that she owns it. She wants to have that power. Okay. This is why, and I wish I was kidding. I say this all the time to people when we're looking at school budgets and stuff, and this is going to seem weird when I say this, people will vote no on a school budget, even though voting no hurts them, hurts them, hurts their children, hurts they vote no. Why would you vote no? Well, I can't vote on how much a gallon of gas is. I can't vote on how much a gallon of milk is. I can't vote on prices of things. So I can vote on this and see I have power. Idiot, you're hurting yourself. So she could very easily 
say yeah, to whoever, true. hey, Scream Factory, or that's Shout Factories, whatever, yeah. let's put these out. Let's make special edition 20, $29.99 Blu-rays. But as people go and pass away, and as people who are yeah. older who saw them aren't around anymore, no one's going to care. Yeah, see, that's, I, I think, I mean, you definitely hit the, the nail on the head. We don't know the specifics. Yeah, yeah. But, but again, as, as, as people, you know, my age start to die off, I mean, who is coming behind people right. like me to buy these movies that are going to be 70, 80 years old? Right. And so what happens is you have to become, you have to either, people who are, not saying, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, not calling myself a film historian by any stretch of imagination, but people who appreciate film. Right. You'd have to have. You have to, you have to have, but you had, so if, if, if you had never, okay, so perfect example. And, and again, I, I love my in-laws and my wife and everything, but they're not movie people. They're TV people. Right, they watch like Dallas and Knots right. Landing and stuff, and they love TV. Now we watched TV when we were kids. I used to watch Mash, you know, whatever. But we watched movies. We went to the movie theater to see movies, like that. We would go and experience something. Like, why would it was it important to see Aliens in the theater? Because freaking Aliens was something you had to see in the theater when it first happened. Predator, RoboCop. I and mean, people are saying, well, those aren't great movies. I saw Gladiator in the theater several times. I've seen movies that are. You know, epic. We saw Kong's Kong because we appreciate the film that's there, the experience of being there. I don't like the people around us, so we go early. But I like the, I like the, the experience of the film. I like movies. I like watching. I watch documentaries about movies. How are they made? The special effects. That to me is interesting. I wish I was Ke Kelly. Could not care less how they did a special effects makeup unless I need to do it. Like, for if your, I was doing it. Right, for your, for your like, models. Right. Yeah. Or if I was doing effects for, like, a film, like, exactly. like for John LeMay or someone else yeah. that need me to do an effect for them. Or, or not John. Uh, um, uh, Jonathan Inbody Anybody. need me to do whatever. If, or if someone needs me to do a mask, then Kelly cares because, she's, oh, that's cool. She doesn't care how the magic's yeah. made. She doesn't want to know how you get the sausage, just that the sausage comes out the end. Right kind of thing. I want to know how it's done. Yeah. So yeah. when I watch, like, when we watch, um, remember, like, when, when it was... The special edition of, I don't want to say, I want to say it was Spartacus. It was maybe the Criterion or whatever of it, where there's like hours and hours. And, and it's all the yeah. makings and all this oh, right. yeah, interesting right. stuff. But it's like 10 hours. And Kelly goes, you're going to watch this? Yeah, I'm going to watch this. Not all one sitting. I'm going to watch a little right. and then watch a little and watch a little. Because to me, that's interesting. Well, we do that too. When your mom and I watch movies, on, yeah. on like especially the, the Blu-ray is out. I mean, if, and it's got, it's got. The, the special mm -hmm. features. We always go to the special features. Now, sometimes we don't they're, we don't watch all the special features because they're yeah. manage you when you put it on, you realize it's just a self serving. Yeah, yeah, right, know, right, right. You know, John was great. Mary yeah. was great. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to hear that it was great because the movie that we just watched is not gone with the wind. Right. Okay. But uh, no, I, I think you're probably right. And the only way that a, that a, an older movie that has not been released, it's going to need. Not not just word of mouth. It's going to need like a TCM to promote it, like like they do the mm -hmm. when they have their, their mm -hmm. like they'll bring back, um, you know, a, a, a classic. And well, they won't show Gone with the Wind anymore. That's that's for sure. But the, like, but they used to. Yeah, they used to Gone with the Wind every year. The but they'll show now. Like, let's get the Great Escape. That's from 1961. Right. So that's 60 years old. They will show that as a special as part of uh, Military Week or whatever. Yeah, it was, right, right, right. Um, well, the, uh, okay. Okay. But so the thing is this, how come King Kong from 1933 is right. still that because King Kong is not just a movie. King Kong is a, an idea and, an, right. and a, and a concept and a, and a character, a King Kong never lived. There was never a gorilla 
in New York who did all these things. It's never happened. But King Kong is a real character to people. It's a right. real thing. So that movie's able to survive. What if King Kong was never allowed to be put on DVD or Blu-ray? Would it still be as yeah. important? What if every time they would do a remake, what if what if all you had was a 77 remake? What if you had that piece of garbage? Yeah. What if that was it? And they said, no more remakes. And there was no Kong Skull Island. And there was no uh, Peter Jackson remake. And whether you like those movies or not, folks, that's not what I'm saying. What if it was 33 and now you couldn't see any more so maybe grainy old tape that someone taped off a WOR yeah. on Thanksgiving Day, right. whatever, and you'd, you would talk about it. But then as people kind of, because it's not on TV anymore. They don't show it on WR anymore. And as people started getting older and dying off and getting less, it, the movie would die. Yeah. Right? See, the reason I, the reason I brought up the TCM is that because what you're going to need is you're going to need a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, money to hype the, hype these movies. And well, let's use El Cid. How many, that you never even see it on any, on, on TV. Because they can't show it. Yeah, it's never there. Because they can't show it. Right. So that's what I'm saying is that so if they never show it, there, there could be an awful lot of people who have never seen it. Yeah. And if they decide this is a Charlton, like Charlton Heston died a couple of years yeah. ago, right? If Sophia Loren was to die, she's still alive. They could find that, hey, this is the right time to bring this, bring a movie like this back yeah. because we can make money. And we're not, we're not just going to make money to show it on TCM because TCM is a, no, is no. a, is a okay. streaming service, basically. If you've got it on your cable, you can watch it. But if they would, if what TCM would do is, that like they're doing now, they bring the movie back and they put it in a theater okay. for three showings, and then they have the the, the yeah, Blu-ray. Because we were supposed to go see King Kong the weekend that COVID hit this part of New York right. and shut us down. Yep. You and I were supposed to see King Kong on Sunday, and I was at a party on Saturday, and we were informed we are not going back to school. People are not to be in movie theaters. We are not to do this stuff. And I right. said, "This is nuts." And I said to Kelly because we came here afterwards, yeah. right after the party, we were at uh, Hannah's birthday. And we came here, and, and Haley goes, we're not going to school on Monday. And I said, I don't think we can go to the movie theater, Dad. And you're like, well, I thought we were seeing King Kong. I, go, I don't think they're running it. And you had to have tickets in advance. And what, right. I'm like, and I, there's no way. The, the Lowe's in Danbury is not selling out a showing of King Kong. But I wanted to go with you to go to see King Kong on a big screen again. Because I've never seen a big screen. And... Yes. Can I do every line in the movie? Can you do every line? Yes. Do I know everything's going to happen? Yes. Is there something special in this version? Or is it like, no. no? It's not like all of a sudden they have the spider pit. Because if they have the spider pit, COVID or not, we're fucking going. Oh, we're going. You know, kind of thing. So, uh, you know, kind of thing. We The idea is that we needed to be able to um, go see that. And we couldn't. Right? It wasn't like they were going to put, it's not going to come back again. Yeah. They're not going to do that again. And I'm like, oh, that was a lost opportunity because of what happened. I wonder what would happen if, when COVID is finally gone. Who knows? Would, would they would do that. You know, you talk about going to the movies and not wanting to sit with people. To be perfectly honest, if they were to release, uh, and let's let's put out Mulan that uh, didn't come mm -hmm. out. If if you wanted to take Haley to go see Mulan, and you Kelly and, and Haley went to go see it. And, and, and in the theater, oh. in the theater, and they had you spaced apart. Yeah, that's fine. Perfect. Yeah, no, that's. I know I have no problem with that. The problem is that the theaters aren't even open. Yeah, I mean, other parts of the country, the things work here. Things are so backwards and stuff. It does because they're. I mean, things are just still shut down and not backwards in that way. But like, we were like, well, how come you you guys shut down before us? How are you not open? Because our case number spikes and we aren't in school and we aren't doing this and that yeah. and the other thing. So anyway, all right, folks. So that wraps up 2020, and let's hope 2021 is better. But just saying. Um, 
just for those of you who uh, want a little inside information, guess when Mad Max takes place? 2021. Anyway, it does. The movie Mad Max is 2021. It's 2021. Well, because remember, that was a long way away in 1980. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, that's, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. So not, for a second there, I thought we were talking about, no. we're going we're gonna to review no, that. No, 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 I'm saying, but that's a lot. Wait, that 1980 or how, 81. How about, how about the, the well. Well, no, Thundar's the worst. Thundar says in the incredible year of 1997, and yes. I'm like, Okay, that's not that incredible. This is the 70s. It's not like that far away. No, Back to the Future's been wrong. All yeah. of them have been wrong. wrong. I'm just saying is, this is this is the close. We, we, I don't have flying cars. We don't have a hoverboard. We don't have any of those things that, that uh, Back to the Future promises. But we've got a, uh, a pandemic. We've got people doing dumb crap all the time. We've got a lot of crazies out there. Mad Max is much closer than, than Back to the Future. Yeah. I'm just saying. Anyway, so... 2021, we're we we started already putting together the movie list for 2021, and like we said, we're going to try to make sure we hit things all over the place. So we're going to start off 2021 by not getting big. This is a year when we're going to get big releases. King Kong and Godzilla are going to be in the movies. Big, big, big. We're going to get small. Okay, let's just talk. Let's get small for a minute. Let's get incredibly small. How about the Incredible Shrinking Man? We're going to open 2021 with a classic, an absolute classic. Uh, of course, the, written by Richard uh, Matheson, which is one of my favorite writers of all time. Uh, and then just a spectacular movie. And let's face it, not a movie that's known for amazing, like Harry Housen effects. It's a movie done with a lot of forced perspective and stuff. And it's really still effective today. Yeah. So in a time when we are hoping for those big, big releases of King Kong and Godzilla, let's get big in the theaters. And let's see big. We're going to get small and we're going to cover the incredible shrinking man to open 2021. So folks, this ends 2024. The bots, bugs, and babes. Hopefully, this podcast put a smile on your face to end 2020. Um, because if you haven't seen Iron Sky Coming Race, this is worth time to go spend and watch. Watch Iron Sky first. You need to see Iron Sky first, yeah. of course. Well, we haven't mentioned this. How do you go and get this? How do you get Iron Sky? Uh, yeah, exactly. Here's how you get it. You hope that Amazon has a copy. Right. And, and you not, hope that it can ship to you. And it's not and it's not $8,000. Well, no. The DVD is about 15 to $20 yeah. if it's in stock. It yeah. goes out of stock a lot. So could you go on eBay and find it? Maybe. Maybe. Just make sure you get the right region. Because you would hate to get a region three show up at your house and you have a region one player. Yeah. Right? And that's really the only way to get this. It's not available anywhere else. It, At least when we're recording this, it's not available to stream anywhere directly. Now, if Amazon Prime gets their hands on it and they make it something you can buy, I would buy it digitally for sure mm. if you can't get your hands on it. Because once you buy it digitally, you can stream it anywhere. But it's not one of those things that's available. Is it on iTunes? I have never seen it. Iron Sky used to be on all those things, but I've never seen this. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. It comes and goes. At least when I last looked, when I did prep for this, it wasn't there. So anyway, folks, so that about does it for Iron Sky coming race. Um, and that about does it for 2020. And 2021 is on us. And like I said, we got a bunch of stuff coming down the pipe at you. Our 100th episode is coming. We've got, uh, of course, Whole fingers crossed. King Kong and Godzilla going to hit the theaters, and let's see some uh, you know some Titans sl- uh, slug it out. Um, and we're going to have you know guests and surprises and all kinds of crazy stuff. And you know the one thing for sure, as my brother would tell you, the only thing for sure is nothing's for sure. Nothing's so sure. right, we're going to go and do our best. You hope you're doing your best. We hope you had a great holiday season. We hope your 2021 is better than your 2020. And folks, if hey, have you seen this movie? Because are you one of those people who spent money in the theaters? Hey, I'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, we'd love to hear that or anything, any insight. We'd love to hear any feedback. We'd love to hear. So, for now, folks, keep those cards and letters coming. 
and keep watching the skies. This is Tokyo, once a city of six million people. What has happened here was caused by a force which, up until a few days ago, was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination. Tokyo, a smoldering memorial to the unknown. An unknown which at this very moment still prevails and could at any time lash out with its terrible destruction anywhere else in the world. Hi folks, Luke Giaconetti here. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you like giant monsters? Or as they're called in Japan, Daikaiju? Monsters like Godzilla, Rodan, Gamera, King Ghidorah, or Mothra? Do you like more obscure monsters, such as Gappa or Yangari? Do you like giant heroes like Ultraman or super robots like the Shogun Warriors? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I think you might like my podcast, Earth Destruction Directive. I'm a dedicated fan of all things Daikaiju, and I'd like to share that with all of you. Please check out Earth Destruction Directive at twotruefreaks.com. Earth Destruction Directive, where we turn your Daikaiju dreams into city-smashing reality. This has been an episode of Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast. If you'd like to contact me, please email the show at bots bugsbabes at gmail.com If you'd like to find me online, I'm on Facebook under my name, Jason Jacknetti. I often contribute to the Two True Freaks Facebook group. You can visit my Facebook page, The Art of Horror Collective, and you can search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective. On Instagram, find me under my name, Jason Jacknetti, and search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective, as well as the new hashtag, Bots, Bugs, Babes Podcast. I'm the only one using them. I'm also on Twitter at Jason Giaconetti, and you can visit my webpage at www.theartofhorrorcollective.wordpress.com. All movies, characters, stories, music, etc. are properties of their respective holders. This is a fan work, and any use of any property is purely for review, discussion, entertainment. So don't sue me. I ain't got anything anyway. There is no tomorrow! There is no tomorrow! There is no tomorrow! Will you stop?